Welcome to Love, Lead, Listen, a podcast from Alpha Gamma Delta and generously funded by the Alpha Gamma Delta Foundation. Join us as we discuss topics that affect women of today and examine the ways that we can be women with purpose. Hello, and welcome back to Love, Lead, Listen. Today's guest is Jennifer Freeman Thompson, or JFT as she's known at IHQ. She serves as marketing manager and editor of the Alpha Gam Quarterly, initiated at Upsilon at the University of Oklahoma. She later transferred to Arkansas State University, where she affiliated with the Epsilon Zeta chapter. Before coming to IHQ in 2017, Jennifer worked in magazines and publishing for 15 years. She is a certified journalism educator with the Journalism Education Association, and she has won numerous writing and design awards. She lives in North Little Rock, Arkansas, with her husband, Kurt, toddler, Hank, and all the pets. Jennifer, welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So we're here today to talk a little bit about the spring, summer, quarterly. Yes. And a lot of our listeners don't really know about all of the work that goes into the quarterly. So I kind of want to peel back the curtain to start. Can you tell me what the planning process for a quarterly is? Sure. The quarterly comes out four times a year, and so we generally start planning several months in advance for each issue. We decide if there's going to be a theme or a a focus of concentration for the issue, who is lined up to write. We have several people who volunteer to write articles for us. We have recurring writers we work with. So we try to match up the best writer with the content that we have and uh, and make that happen. We have an in-house staff who edits and ever edits everything and and we design the magazine here as well. So it's all in in-house, it's all staff. How do you decide what topic you're going to cover? So we try to do a themed issue about once a year and that's something I started when I came here to IHQ. I felt like it was important to really sit down and have a, a focus at least one time a year where we were having a direct conversation with our members, if you will. And the rest of the issues too are always digital. So if you're not checking your email, you're missing out on two of our best issues of the year. And two we print, we still print and mail to each member we have an address forum file. So can you tell me what this upcoming issue of the quarterly's theme is? Yes. So um, we decided since, you know, since the pandemic began, we have we've ceased printing of the quarterly, uh, much to the complaint and and my surprise uh, outrage of some members. And I love that they were upset about not receiving their printed quarterlies. It's probably my favorite kind of outrage to hear. Um, We won our quarterly. So we decided to make spring and summer a double issue and and really come back with a bang. So a topic that has kind of resonated with me for a while is the normalization of a lot of topics that women need to talk about, but for some reason we don't. And so this idea of we need to talk has been circulating in my, in my brain for a while. And, you know, with everything that's happened throughout the pandemic and just the headspace that we've all been in, it felt like this was a really important time. So yeah, the theme is we need to talk and we cover a lot of things that, again, I think women should talk more about. Yeah. So when you first started thinking about the theme and what it would look like, what was going through your head? What I know there's a lot of topics that we need to talk about. How did you organize them all? 
Well, the first time I really had the idea, I was actually pregnant with my son. Um, I had never planned on having kids, and I found myself at the age of 42 pregnant and really uh, scared and unsure about what that was going to look like with my life. I was pretty well established as far as my daily habits went and my career. I've always been very career focused. And so it really caused me to be very introspective and think about the things that not only women have have said to me throughout the years about things like motherhood and marriage and and things like that but then also a lot of the unsolicited advice that i was getting that was not helpful or horrifying um so i just kind of kept a mental file of a lot of those things and kept thinking man if i ever had a a forum <laughs> maybe and i kept thinking maybe i'll write a blog post about this at some point well then the pandemic hit and as I has been working through this theme in my head for, for probably a couple of years now, um, whenever an idea would come to me, I would add it to the list. And finally, there was enough there to come up with a full issue. Things ranging from our finances. Throughout the pandemic, my sister-in-law, her aunt lost her husband and didn't know how to pay any of their bills. She didn't know what bank they used. And while I would like to think generationally, we as women, Women are probably a little past that now, hopefully. There are still a lot of women out there who are in the dark when it comes to things that, like finances. Other things like your women's health. I think there's such a stigma around uh, mental health and, and women's health, and we don't talk about it enough. So normalizing those things became very important to me. So I would just jot them down, and, and finally we have enough to write an issue about it. <laughs> So it sounds like it's almost like a labor of love or a passion project in some ways. Yes. And I'm trying my hardest not to, I won't say not make it about me, but, you know, as a writer and as an editor, it's, and as a member of Alpha Gam, it's hard not to put yourself in, in the first person when you're writing some things. So I've really tried to, to balance issues that all women go through, not just us older moms or, you know, things like that, just, just issues that affect us all as women that we really do need to talk about more. Yeah. So you mentioned finances and women's health as two of the topics covered. What else is in there? So we have a great article by Sarah Ellis. She is also a member. I can't remember what chapter she's from. I'm so oh, Belmont. Yes. Sorry, Sarah. It took me a second. Um, she actually wrote for us last spring and I asked her to uh, to write another article for us this year, and she focused on kind of the lies around Instagram. So how it seems like everyone's living this this great life, but really we're all just hanging on by a thread. And so you know, kind of where perception meets reality and the love hate relationship with social media. So it's a it's a great piece there. We also have a piece on imposter syndrome. That actually comes, uh, it was inspired by some programming that that we have a, um, I believe it was one of the impact talks that we had. ACO, I think. Oh, it was, yes, thank you. It was a program from ACO. Yes. So it's been repurposed into an article. Our member profile, which is written by Beth Hartnett every every issue, is about Simone Brooks. She, as a collegian at Rutgers University, was a co-founder of the Coalition for Women of Color. And it just tells kind of her story around founding that and the impact that it's still making at her university. So we have a, you know, a, variety, a wide variety of topics. Um, toxic relationships is another one we're touching on. And while we're focusing 
focusing mostly on things women don't talk about enough, there is a, an interesting sidebar on the things maybe we we say too much, um, the unsolicited advice piece that I mentioned uh, while being pregnant. So I had to get a little bit of myself in there. <laughs> you have to have a little bit of JFT in there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're looking through all these topics, I mean, it feels like there's so much to talk about. How did you decide what not to talk about? You know, there really was a list. I started out with a, a list we of things we don't talk about. The main the main feature article, um, I wanted it to be more of a listicle because you know people people tend to like to read things that are broken up into into lists for some reason. So my list probably started out with about twenty five things we don't talk about enough which was way too much. Um, so narrowed it down. Some of them were related. You know, one of the big things women don't talk about enough are things like infertility and miscarriage and things around, um, around giving birth. And um, there were probably four or five topics that could have been separated out. But just for the sake of space, we combine that into one. But yeah, just um, plugging away at that list and narrowing it down as much as I could. I had to part with a few things I had my heart set on, but, but you know, that's what we do. We edit and go. So yeah, we can only have so much in one edition. Exactly. <laughs> Especially with our small team on staff doing everything. So, and the, and the few volunteers that we, that we have, we wouldn't be able to do it without those. We're a small but mighty team. That's what I think a lot of people don't know that there is a pretty small staff working on this pretty big magazine, but there's also volunteers there. So there's a lot of hands in some ways, a lot of hands, but there are several hands that are working together to make this happen every quarter. And it's, it's a big feat. It is. And it we divvy it up as much as we can, but there's only so many plates to divvy it up on. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I'm proud of the evolution of the quarterly. And um, for as small of a team as we are, I think that it has something to say. And if you're reading it, I'm very happy you're reading it. And I hope that it speaks to you in, in some way about wherever you are in your life. So when you were looking at designing and creating this edition, what kind of women were you envisioning? Were you thinking of several women? Who who was your target reader? The communications and marketing department at IHQ has a number of audiences that we develop content for and and deliver to, and each one kind of has its different segment. So, you know, social media is more geared at our collegiate members and our younger alumni, um, or at least the, you know, the Instagram part of that, Facebook, we tend to look at some of our more you know, our more seasoned members. We have a blog where we publish articles geared mostly at younger women. Um, a lot of content surrounding, you know, starting your life uh, and your career right out of college and, and things along those lines. Um, the quarterly, just by nature of being a magazine, is going to be more suited for members probably, you know, 35 and up. We still have readers and receive letters from members who are all the way into their 80s and 90s. And I absolutely love hearing from them as well. So I hope that even at, at that age, they're able to look back and um, remember their experience and and use the things that we have that, that aren't necessarily pointed directly at them, but use them in, in their infinite wisdom to use in their own life at this point. That's fantastic. And it sounds like while it's geared towards one audience, everyone can kind of benefit from, especially 
all editions, but this edition specifically. Yes, I hope so. And I, it, it is my hope that, that women will read it. It will spark conversations. And even if it's something that you don't feel comfortable talking about, or you don't think ne- women should necessarily be talking about, just having that conversation is going to open up new perspectives and new ways of thinking and allow us to, to really communicate better together as women. Do you see this addition or this topic as normalizing these conversations like Alpha Gamma Delta is having these conversations? Do you see that as trying to normalize it in our culture? You know, I hope so. One of the things that I've always tried to do as as a working woman is to to be upfront about my daily life and the obstacles that I have in hopes that I'm normalizing it for other women. So if there is something that a friend of mine is going through and she doesn't quite know who to reach out to, chances are I've been there and uh, I, I just want all of the women who surround me in my life to know that, that they can come to me and talk about these things. And so I'm really hoping that this will draw out more of those women who are willing to tell their stories and normalize things. Like I said, um, around miscarriage or infertility issues or mental health, those are things that there's still such a stigma around to talk about. And the more we can talk about it in terms of our, of being a woman and being an alpha gam and being an alpha gam various stages of our lives, I think the better we will be equipped to have those conversations with anyone else in our life. Yeah. And this is making me think of some ways of bringing your whole self to your membership in Alpha Gamma Delta and not just trying to be the perfect sorority woman as sometimes it pop culture and a lot of things try to portray us as it's not that's not the reality. And this is in some ways trying to encourage us to bring our whole selves into our membership. Right. Um, your whole life is not a job interview where you have to be on point and be your best self and say the right thing and always, always know what to say and what questions to ask and, and what answers to give. I think it's okay to to not always know the answer and to be willing to ask questions and seek knowledge from others and and not be embarrassed or ashamed. Well, and you mentioned earlier, and I, I'm kind of curious on this, but you said that this is the spring and summer edition. Can yes. you tell me some about the decision behind that? So part of it was that we weren't quite sure if we would be resuming the the printing. As you know, um, the the state of fraternity and sorority was kind of up in the air this last year with the pandemic and a lot of colleges being virtual and and things like that. Um, so when that first happened, we put the printing on hold just uh, for budget reasons. We, we weren't sure what the next year would look like. So when we started planning this issue, we knew we wanted to do a bigger themed issue. Um, But honestly, we had been doing so many other things throughout the course of the pandemic. We had made so many other pivots when it came to our other projects and and things that, that our team really got pulled away from the magazine part of it. And we knew we wanted to do this issue justice. So we decided to combine those issues 
and usually to be honest, the summer issue is, it's not, I wouldn't call it fluff, but you can't really report on what the collegiate chapters are doing because they're not there. Um, while our alumni clubs do have a lot of things that happen in the summer and activities where they get together, you know, it's full of family vacations and other, other interests and, you know, in their lives. So, um, so sometimes the spring issue is, um, a little more difficult to put together for that reason. So we thought what a way to bring it back to life, the print version by just combining these two and and getting it back on the doorsteps of the majority of our members. So when you were making that decision to do the summer and spring edition together, were you worried about anything? Did you have any hangups or were you just full speed ahead? You know, I'm constantly amazed by some of the feedback that we get. I don't know if people think there are hundreds of people who work here or if none of us sleep. But again, each of our departments here are are pretty small. And while we have, you know, hundreds of wonderful volunteers, our chapter advisors, our volunteer service team, our international council, everyone has an important role that they fill. But if you think about all of the lives we touch, the thousands and thousands and thousands of members who are still living and members of Alpha Gamma Delta, it's an incredible reach and it is a lot of manpower. So while I did worry that some people would notice that the issue was late or that it wasn't arriving when it normally would, I was actually more worried that they wouldn't miss it at all. Um, you know, we've been digital for so long that, um, you know, for the past year that I was worried that it wasn't a mainstay or something we looked forward to as members. So. Thinking back to creating this edition, what was the biggest challenge for you? I think the biggest challenge was finding writers who could tell the stories that we wanted to tell in a way that was really impactful. We put calls out to members to write blog posts or volunteer to write for the quarterly, and and we do get a pretty large number of responses. But once you finally hear what the commitment is like and, you know, how many words you'll have to write, and then you realize how busy your life is, you know, that pool shrinks quite a bit. So I wanted to make sure that these important topics and these important stories were told by the people who could best tell them. And, and I think we've achieved that. That's so exciting to hear. What was your favorite part of putting this edition together? I think my favorite part about this issue is that I actually got to sit down and write a few things myself. Um, I usually am, am mostly editing things or writing headlines, some captions here and there. Some of my favorite parts of the quarterly are the things with the little small bites of information about, you know, up and coming things. And, and, I, and while I do write those, I don't really sit down and write a lot of articles. I think the last time I actually sat down and wrote an article was probably probably fall of 2019. Um, so I, I enjoyed getting back to it and using my voice and, and hopefully I've represented a lot of w- other women's voices in this article. So after people read this edition of the quarterly, they only go away with one thing, which I know is not ideal. What would that one thing be for you? I would think that if I, can I have two? I'll give you two. Okay. The first thing is, wow, I enjoyed this. I'm going to make sure that my address is up to date so I can continue to receive my printed copy in the mail. Okay. No, that's not really it. I think if I actually had one takeaway for our members, it would be 
that you're not alone, no matter what is coming at you in life, that there's always another sister who's going through the same thing. And even if you're not the kind of person to where your emotions are your sleeve or tell the world about your problems, there's always going to be a friend you can talk to and who is going to, even if they don't understand what you're going through on a personal level, we're all sisters and we love each other and we can empathize with each other even if we don't always agree, even if we've not been at that station in life, if we think back to the love that brought us together, then that conversation is going to bring somebody out of a dark place or it's going to make someone feel less alone. And I think that that's really important anytime, but especially at this time in our world. And for those of our listeners who have not read The Quarterly yet, where should they go? So you can... Read the digital version of the quarterly. It is always available at alphagammadelta.org forward slash quarterly dash mag. Um, we've actually secured the URL alphagammadeltaquarterly.org. We'll see if we've got the referrer matched up by the time this podcast drops. But um, but you can always go to our website. You can always find it on our homepage of alphagammadelta.org. And the printed issue should be hitting your house uh, sometime in July. And, um, and if it doesn't, if you don't get it and you're wondering where it is, please reach out to us, update your contact information, because we want to make sure that you get your quarterly twice a year. Yes, we definitely want you to get your quarterly twice a year. We want to talk to you with all the stuff. Yes. And we want you to read it online, the other two issues of the year. I know it's not ideal. And I know that we get feedback all the time how we wish we could go back to four printed copies a year. It's just that in this day and time, that's that's just not feasible. It's not how the majority of people are consuming information. So um, if, in a perfect world, it's what I would I would want, but um, if nothing else, look for those two issues to land on your doorstep. And if they're not, update your address. Well, Jennifer, we're at the point in our podcast where I ask all of our guests this one question. I know you've heard it a few times, but what is your purpose? I think my purpose is to start conversations and hopefully not railroad them but allow women to talk about the things that we all need to talk about. Because if there's anything that I do and that I'm gifted at is starting conversations. So I think that that is my purpose. That's a lovely purpose to have. Thank you. So for our listeners that want to get in touch with you to let you know how much they loved this last edition of the quarterly, what should they do? Fan mail is always accepted. Um, And you can give us your your honest feedback as well. We uh, take that to heart very much too. Um, You can email us anytime at quarterly at alphagammadelta.org. And I I love hearing from our readers, no matter what their current opinion is. (laughs) (laughs) We sure do. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for being here and giving us a peek behind the quarterly curtain. Thank you. It's been fun. Love, Lead, Listen is recorded and produced at Alpha Gamma Delta International Headquarters and is generously funded by the Alpha Gamma Delta Foundation. Episodes are released every two weeks, so make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. If you like this show, make sure to rate us five stars on iTunes and don't forget to share it with your friends. If you have an idea for a future episode or any other feedback, send us an email at podcast at alphagammadelta.org.